Hi, I'm Trinity Wheeler. And I'm Alan Shaw. And this is Rhapsody Radio. This is it, Alan. <laughs> it really is. The teaser episode of Rhapsody Radio. I am very teased. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> We're off to a good start. <laughs> yes, this is we good. sure are. Well, yeah, I'm Trinity Wheeler. And I'm Alan Shaw. And, um... We're married. We are married. How did we meet? Uh, we met, actually, I met you first by hearing your voice. Um, we did theater. I used to do theater. He still does theater. Um, he does, he is a, he is a broad, Trinity is a Broadway producer. Um, and I uh, was in theater and I'm, I still might be in theater later down the line. Um, but we met doing the 25th anniversary national tour of Les Miserables. Um, and I was actually, we were in tech and I heard Trinity's voice over the intercom telling us to go to our places. And I was like, Ooh, he sounds cute. Um, (laughs) (laughs) and then after we like took a break, they like brought us all down into the, into the, um, auditorium. And then this cute boy came down and they were like, this is your new stage manager. And I was like, okay, I see you. I see you. And then, uh, then yeah. he saw me a little later. Then I saw you, and then we like met and started dating, and then we we toured together for like what three years, three years on yeah. the road. Yeah, I feel like our relationship was very interesting in the way that it began because we we were on tour, yeah, and we immediately started living together. Yeah, like in a hotel room with a pit bull named yeah. Big Mac. He's yes. amazing. Yeah. yeah. He's he awesome. Was, yeah, he's awesome. Um, but that was sort of like, we immediately got all the other shit out of the way. Like, you know how like people like date and honeymoon and all that stuff. Yeah, we didn't do that. We were like, we basically, actually we did buy a house. <laughs> we did buy a house. We'll go into we, that yeah, later. Yeah, we'll go into that later. Um, but yeah. So this was like in 2010. 2010. And yeah. then, so we toured together for about three years. Yes. And then all with Les Mis. We were Les Mis forever. We like went all over North America yeah. together. Driving actually, yeah. so we didn't, instead of like flying city to city, we we drove everywhere and had Big Mac with us. It was pretty awesome. It was pretty awesome. It yeah. was amazing. And then eventually, Alan went to Toronto to do the Canadian company of Les Mis. I love, I love how he says Toronto. Um, if any Canadians are listening right now, I I apologize. It's it's pronounced Toronto. Toronto. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and so he did Les Mis in Toronto. There you go. And um, and then eventually we both ended up back in New York City. We got married in 2013 mm-hmm. in Maui, which yeah. was incredible. On it was the, pretty awesome. On the beach in Hawaii. There was a big kahuna there. Yes. Yeah. With a ukulele player. And a ukulele player. It, was, we, it was really perfect. It was pretty gay, actually. It was <laughs> the gayest. <laughs> We like were like in the middle of a circle of flowers, and we both looked at each other. And we were like, uh, "We didn't mean for this to be so gay, but it's pretty gay right now. It's pretty gay." This is like a side story, but <laughs> so like, you know, when you get married, it's like all like happiness and joy and all that. Oh God! But all I could think about was how hungry I was during the wedding. And, you know, Alan, as you will learn, it gets sort of emotional at times. Uh, yeah. And, and he was like crying. And then I was like, 
why are you crying during the wedding? And he, he was, no, 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 no. He actually like saw me crying and he started giggling, <laughs> giggle, actually giggling in my face. And I was like, bitch, why are you giggling right now? I was like, we are getting married. And then there was a person taking photos and we were walking down the beach. We were walking down the beach, looking at the sunset. And I looked over and he had this, like somebody had just kicked him in the ass and he was so mad. And I was like, What's wrong with you? And he's like, I am so hungry. If you do not get me a steak within the next 30 minutes, I'm going to kill somebody. <laughs> I was ready for the steakhouse. Yes. So. Yeah. But. It, it, was, it, was very, it was very nice. But anyways, we got married in 2013. Yeah. You went to Canada for a while. We ended up back in New York, and um, yeah. we did Les Mis on Broadway together. Yeah. And and, and uh, during the day that and during I always say that during the days, um, my day job was being a CrossFit coach and a personal trainer and and working with people in fitness and so yeah. that's how I so started to sort of ultimately Alan and I when we were on tour we always worked out together, and we were going to I guess it was Reebok in New York at the time the gym just regular like Globo yeah. gym out in the world yeah biceps triceps totally and legs <laughs> leg day. <laughs> Can't skip leg day, guys. Just so yes. you're aware, do not skip leg day. Do never, do never skip leg day. <laughs> yes, yes. So across the street there was a door. Uh, across the street from the gym that I'd go to, I'd go work out, and I'd come out, and there were these people, and they tended to be pretty fit, and uh, they were going into this basement of this this building across the street, and uh, I said, "What's happening down in that basement?" You know, these really like fit people are coming in and out, and I said. I'm going to give it a whirl. And so I walk over there and I saw on the door, it said CrossFit NYC. I went down to the basement and I, I never came back. Uh, you know, I, I never went back to a regular gym. CrossFit was, uh, sort of changed my life in that moment. It, I loved it. It challenged me in different ways. I yeah. found a community that I fell in love with. And then a but short- it was hilarious because he, the, it was probably what, three weeks he had been doing CrossFit, and if you don't know, if you know somebody who does do CrossFit, um, a lot of times they just don't shut up about CrossFit because they're so like in love with it and just the people and the community. And so for the first three weeks, he just would not like. He was like, come back, and he'd be so jazzed about the workout. And I was still at Reebok. The only reason why I was there because I liked the sauna. Um, um, <laughs> it, let's be honest. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm just going because I can like go sit in the sauna. It feels nice. Um, and, uh, he just come back and I was like, fine, I will go take a class. I will go see what it's all about. And that first class, I will never forget it. It was coach David and we were doing the workout Cindy, which was, uh, 20 minutes of five pull-ups, 10 pushups, 15 squats. And by the end of the 20 minutes, I, f- I had a come to Jesus moment, um, because I literally came so close to Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I was seriously like on the ground, about dead, and I was like, "We just thought we were fit before we went." Yeah, we there. thought we looked fit, but we weren't fit. Yes, um, we were fake fit. We were, yeah, yeah, yes. They're sort of like skinny fat. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and never looked back. Absolutely. So you became a coach at CrossFit NYC. You went through the mentorship program there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was there. Um, so I was a member there for, we were members for like a year and a half, two years. Yep. And I had also been personal training um, in New York and doing sort of uh, just private personal training. And then I had talked to some of the coaches there and they have this mentorship program that they wanted, uh, they actually wanted me to join or try try to get into. And, um, and I said, you know, okay, let's try it out. And I started going through the mentorship program there. 
um, and found that I really, really loved teaching group classes and, mm-hmm. grew, and, and interacting with multiple people all at once, you know, cause I felt, I found that I really enjoyed the challenge of trying to figure out how to find progressions for people and, um, you know, interact with people that were figuring out different things and coming from it at different angles. And, um, it became a really big passion of mine. And, um, you know, my, my whole like time in New York, I would wake up at 5am. I would go do all of my personal training sessions and all the coaching and stuff. And then I would go do my show at night and then I would do that all again. It was, I mean, it was, I mean, you know, it's New York. York, yeah. But. And so I was the production stage manager of Les Mis on Broadway. And then about, what, about a year and a half into the run, mm-hmm. I got an opportunity to join another company that I had worked for previously as an executive producer. And it's um, one of the largest uh, executive producers of Broadway shows that tour um, North America and internationally. And they asked me to come on board as an executive producer. So I actually left the show. Les Mis in New York and started working full time as an as a as a producer, and uh, then we he just found his calling. I found my calling. It's all yeah. you know. It's always what I wanted to do. You know, I grew up in Texas, and 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 show business and something was always what I I wanted to aspire to, and and I love the idea of you know having the vision and, and making it all come together and sort of overseeing it from the outside. And I, I definitely love that sort of producerial role. It's really what, what drives me is my passion. Yeah. And, um, and, and so, you know, we continued on in New York. Alan finished up the run of Les Mis and you shortly after we kept talking about it, you know, you really wanting to have your own facility and your own gym. Yeah. And, uh, because we had toured, yeah, yeah, all that. And because we had toured so much, uh, with Les Mis in the U S and before Les Mis, I toured for like 10 years with other shows. Yeah. We started like narrowing down the cities that we wanted to, to put the business in. And, and we, we kind of narrowed it down to three. I mean, didn't we say that like we met, we are, um, we traveled to 49 of the states. Yeah, 49. Well, we like, did so we, yeah. we went to like every single major city. Yeah. And we everywhere. found that there were only like and there were 3 that we could see ourselves moving to yeah, and, and really establishing something. Yeah, we special. really we really fell in love with Santa Fe, New Mexico. It's yeah. beautiful. We fell in oh love gosh. with Green and actually two of them were in South, South Carolina, Carolina, which is really interesting. Yeah. We fell in love with Greenville, South Carolina. Yeah. And then Charleston yeah. and um, you know with with opening a CrossFit affiliate you know you definitely want to you do all your market research and find out kind of what style you're going to do and what's going to be unique about it totally. and after sort of all of our market research and and really looking around we kept coming back to Charleston as mm-hmm. like the leading option of what you know would allow us to do what we want to do yeah and um, and so we started making plans uh, it was sort of our vibe too, you know. We we were looking not only as a business, but also, you know, is it gonna is it going to improve our quality of life? Because yeah. in New York, like I love New York. Don't it's get me wrong, it's city. it's one of the yeah. greatest cities in the world, if not the greatest. But at times, you do feel um, overwhelmed by just the the rat race of, you know, trying to get more clients, getting more people, you know, just being busy. Right. Um, and you know, coming down to Charleston, we found that like, wow, like 
You can get to the beach in 10 minutes. Yeah. You can get to a barbecue joint in three minutes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you, it, it's it, just a slower pace, right, coldest, too. It's, well, just the, a, it's, it's a slower pace. You know, there are golf carts driving down the streets, <laughs> which still drives me. I don't, I don't necessarily understand that. And Trinity actually wants to get a golf cart. So. I absolutely will have a golf cart yeah, this he's, year. Yeah, get he's going to have a golf cart. Yeah. I'm totally on board with the yeah, golf cart totally idea. Totally fine, yeah. Um, you know. But we fell in love with it, you know, and we, we made several trips here and each time we came back, we kept falling in love with the, the city's history and the people and the food scene here, which is absolutely, I think, yeah, it's the crazy. best in the country. Yeah. I, I think it's unmatched. You, you travel now and you go to other cities and you're like, eh, it's not as good as Charleston. So we, we started looking for spaces here and we have a, a very close friend in New York that wanted to come with us on this journey. His name's Stan and you'll meet him down the road on the podcast. Is that his nickname is Namastan? Namastan. Yes. And uh, <laughs> Stan had the same sort of vision and dream that we do of opening a facility. So we three decided to do it together. Mm-hmm. And so we started looking for a space. And you know what's what's really challenging in the peninsula of Charleston for a gym is to find, especially a CrossFit affiliate, is to find something that we really liked as far as enough square footage and enough ceiling height and, and also the right location. Something that you don't have to rehabilitate. Yeah, like for cooling from the ground up. Yeah, for sure. So we kept looking and we were almost going to give up because there was, we, we couldn't It was find, the very last day. It was the we very last here. day on the last trip we were here. And, and we just like... We said we were like, hey, let's get in the car like Pac-Man and go down these streets and, and see what we in can Hampton, find yeah, in, in, the, in the last area, park. Yeah. And we came across a, a brand new construction building. Um, on King Street. On King Street. We fell in love with it immediately. We called the number on the door, met with the landlord the next day. Yeah. Before our flight that before, morning. Before our flight that morning. Yeah. And they were totally on board for our concept, what we wanted to do. There was a boat inside. There was, was a like, big giant boat, boat inside the, the gym. Does the boat come with it? Yeah. <laughs> but it was, it was perfect. And it yeah. was just like a, a lot of things came together at once. It was like, this just feels right. Well, that's what it felt like. I mean, you know, in life, I feel like when you are uh, really going with your passion and going with the flow of life, you know, just like a river, I I feel like things are just put in your place. And that's what it really felt like with our whole journey from New York City down to Charleston. Yeah. There were just con- like we would do something and then something would be placed in our path and it would be like, oh, well, that's the logical next step. Yeah. And it just made it so not easy. It's not easy to open a business, but it definitely was just like it felt right. It felt felt right, right the, the whole way. Everything time. felt like it was on purpose. Yeah, and that was just really and with purpose. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. and and we took advantage of those opportunities. Yeah, and so we we got the space, and then about a year ago, we made the move, mm-hmm. and um, we opened uh, Rhapsody CrossFit in Charleston, South Carolina, and yeah. we are. Almost a year in, mm-hmm. it's been incredibly successful. Yeah. We've had, um, our membership has grown, a, a community has been created that we are super proud of. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, it's kicking ass. So I'm like super happy with it. Yeah. So then why did we decide that we were like, you know what? We have a gym. Yeah. Let's have a radio show. <laughs> well, yeah. I, think, I think what's interesting, um, in having toured the country as long as we have and coming from the entertainment industry as we both do. And then sort of on this journey of our life down to Charleston and really like a major lifestyle change for us. 
along sort of both of those kind of parallel worlds of the entertainment industry and the fitness industry, we've met a lot of really interesting, unique, dynamic people along the way. Totally. And what's, what's, what's fun about it is, is that everyone that we sort of meet that's become close in our sort of friendship circle in our community, there is a common thread. And that common thread is that we are all involved in health and fitness or health and fitness plays a big role in our life. In their life, yeah. So people, you know, asked when they heard about the radio show, they're like, what's the radio show about? And I'm like, well, it's really not a health and fitness podcast because I'm just interested in people and people's stories and sort of how they got to where they got and what inspired them and, and what makes for a successful business or a successful, you know, endeavor that you're trying to accomplish. Totally. But the common thread is that health and fitness plays a very important role, both physically, both mentally. It just helps you wake up in the morning, go out and you don't want to, want to kill the day. And I think that the, the people that we've curated for the podcast, I think will bring a lot of interesting insight in, um, in how health and fitness affects their business, uh, their daily life, their family, their relationships. Yeah. 100%. And I also think they're really driven in their core values and their mission in life, right? They all are driven with some sort of purpose. Um, and I, I mean, I don't want to go too far into this just quite yet, but I do believe that like, that's the whole reason why we're all here is that some, there's some sort of purpose that we're all on and Ab- everyone is, everyone's purpose is unique to that person as well. Yeah. And I want to bring that out and, and tell those stories with people because I think that's, um, incredibly, incredibly valuable. Like I was, I was speaking with a friend last night and we were talking about how, you know, I don't know about you, but when we were coming up with the idea of having a radio show or having a CrossFit gym, you know, there were moments when I was like, uh, what do I do next? Mm-hmm. And there would always be some spark of inspiration, whether yeah. that was me listening to a podcast or a piece of music or having a conversation with a friend that, that, that then, and those are all part of people's stories yeah. that I think that if we are able to tell those stories here, that then that will give some sort of spark of inspiration to some person listening that then will create the next Rhapsody or the next, totally. you know, bakery or, or somebody's, you know, ignites somebody's passion. Absolutely. I, I, we'll I, this, I think if, you know. I think if we, through this radio show can inspire one person to sort of show up and attack a dream, yeah. I think it's a success. Yeah. 100%. So, you know, we'll, we'll offer what we can through the podcast yeah. and hopefully it, it reaches out and inspires someone to really do something great. What you can expect from the podcast is a, a guest each week. It'll sort of be a wide range of people from entrepreneurs to health experts, some TV and some Broadway uh, actors that will be on, some different athletes and some local personalities, which I think are really interesting here in Charleston. Yeah. And I guarantee you there are a lot of local personalities here. 100%. So on the show with us, we'll also have two co-hosts, which I'm really, really excited about. Oh my God. They're uh, so cool. They're such cool people. Yeah. And they're just powerful powerhouse women that I love. Yeah. So when we were building Rhapsody uh, CrossFit here in Charleston, we we met someone very early on. Her name's Mary Beth Henderson. I met Mary Beth Henderson and she owns a front and center marketing. Um, but she, I, I really call her the, the, our Swiss army knife of everything Charleston. She does marketing, yeah. she does communications, she gives uh, young entrepreneurs and small business startups a lot of guidance and a lot of mentorship. So I mean, she's going yeah. to be on the show as a podcast. And I tell you, our our whole world would not exist without her. I mean, she she has really been is the sounding board Absolutely. for, for, um, for 
information and for ideas and goals and really focusing that into actionable steps that you can take. And it's just been, and I am so excited that we're going to have her here to really dive in deep with her. Yeah. And, um, she, and she's growing her business. So I can't wait for people to meet her mm-hmm. and get her insight on a lot of things. She, she brings something really unique to the table. Yeah, totally. She's a fiery redhead and I love it. Yes. We love her. Yeah. And then also on the other side is Jennifer Bellini, who comes <laughs> from the, she's a banking executive yeah. who health and fitness had a major impact on her life. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, she, uh, she really changed her life with health and fitness and sort of her outlook, especially on the mindset side, but she founded moving forward health and wellness. And she's going to be on with us as a co-host as well. She'd be on with us throughout the season yeah. to bring a lot of insight, you know, on what's between the ears. You know, we always talk about, you know, what we can go out and do, you know, physically or go out and do for business. But I believe the key to most things in life is what's going on between your ears. Years. Yeah. And she is really has a lot of great insight on that. And I think we'll have a lot of to bring to the guests that we have on the show as well. 100%. And I think with Jen too, you know, um, I always like to talk with people that are going forward, like with her um, moving forward, health and wellness. I, I like that she is a sounding board as well because she also knows that she's still going through the journey herself. Totally. Right. When you meet somebody who's like a guru and they are, you know, like this all knowing person, I always am like, okay, like, do you got all your shit together? Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, and that's what I was, when I was like, are you practicing what you're preaching? And with Jen, like she's like practicing it and preaching it and being like, and I know that I'm still getting better at things. And I think that's so yeah. valuable because I think that's what we're all doing. We're all on the know? journey together. Yeah. 100%. And we're all growing and learning from each other. Yeah. And we always talk about this early on. We said, you know, surround yourself with expertise. Mm-hmm. You know, find the best that there that there is in whatever given field and surround yourself with that. Yeah. Because if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the you're, wrong room. Yeah. You're in the wrong room. You know, yeah. absolutely. So Rhapsody Radio will debut on Monday, June the 3rd. Yeah. And... Every other Monday, we will have a brand new episode for you. We would love to hear your thoughts and comments. We want to build a community here just like we have in our gym. And you can email us always at info at rhapsodyradio.com. Hey, that wraps it up. It sure does. Hey, we'll see you back here on Monday, June the 3rd. We are so excited for you to join us. See you then. Bye. Thank you for listening to Rhapsody Radio. This show is produced by Lindsay Collins with LMC Sound Systems. You can find us at RhapsodyRadio.com or on Instagram and Facebook at Rhapsody Radio Show. You can also email us at info at RhapsodyRadio.com. Rate, review, and share the show. Listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.